Welcome once again, everybody. So glad you're here. Uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, you look marvelous. Why don't you do that? Because they do. There we go. Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. Nobody said it to me. That's fine. I'm good. I'm fine. Totally good. Uh, so glad that you're here. Uh, my name is Alan. Let me ask you a question just real quick to get started. Would you rather, you've ever played that would you rather game? Would you rather, if you were on an ocean, would you rather be on a huge ocean liner or on a smaller vessel? Which one? Which one? Okay, okay. I didn't hear anything that you said. Uh, I just heard a lot of mumbling, but I know you're engaged. That's good. Would you rather, if your favorite band was in town, would you rather see them in an enormous arena with 15,000 people or in a smaller venue with three or 400? Smaller. Smaller. Okay. Would you rather, if you were up in the air, would you rather be in a jumbo jet or in a Cessna? Me. Cessna, okay, okay. I know my sound effects didn't kind of help the Cessna. I, I understand that. But a similar question could be asked about the church. Would you rather, as we look at our new adventure here in 2017, for us as a church, we're going to be moving into a new facility and a lot of different new things that are happening for us here at this season as part of this transition. As you look at that, would you rather... Just, just stay who we are, that, that we have a good thing going, there's a good group of people, you do look marvelous, and so that this, can't we just continue to be who we are? I mean, this is just a great group of people. Or would you rather um, have an impact on new people and see new people who perhaps uh, would not have been interested in the things of God, they're going to be impacted by our presence here in that community, et cetera, and new people coming to be uh, a part of that. I want to I do two things here today. One is I want to make it clear that, that Jesus has a growing interest in the church. Jesus is very interested, very passionate from the very beginning that the church would be a growing entity, not just one particular church, but the overall church, that more and more people would come to know who Jesus is. And then secondly, that we here as Mountain Park, we are not going to be who we can be without you. That we can't be a growing, uh, increasingly impactful uh, community without you being involved. What we're talking about here this morning is this idea of jumping in, about you having a role here at Mountain Park to help us be all that we can be. And so if you are just visiting with us or this is your first time, then just, just relax, just kind of, you can kind of listen and get a sense of what's going on here. But if this is your church home, if you, would, if you say you say to somebody else midweek, oh yeah, I go to Mountain Park, then I really want you to be open to this idea of jumping in and getting involved with what's happening around here. Sound like fun? Yes, yes good. All right. We're going to pray here as we uh, launch into this. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I'm so thankful uh, that we get to gather here in this place. And once again, we get to think about uh, the, uh, your bride, that we are part of this this movement here in, in this part of Phoenix and that you are continuing to use us 
to invite others and to have an impact on others, God, is just, it is exciting and it is humbling that you, are, that, you are, have, that you have this role for Mountain Park at this, in this season. So God, I pray that you would bless that. I pray that you'd bless these next few moments that we would hear from you, that we would see and experience your heart for this community. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we kind of unpack this and look at this here today, I want to take a look at an event in Jesus' life. Oftentimes, we'll look at stories that Jesus told. He told, uh, oftentimes, stories are called parables. In other words, they may not have happened, but they're great things that we can learn from these parables that Jesus would tell. Today, I'm looking at an actual event. This is a historical moment, something that actually happened in the story of Jesus and his disciples. The story I'm looking at today is found in Luke chapter 10. So I invite you to turn there. If you brought your Bibles, uh, I absolutely invite you and encourage you to, to bring your, whatever Bible you read throughout the week, whether it's digital or not, to bring it uh, with you in church and allow that to be a part of your experience here. Absolutely encourage you to do that. But I invite you to turn there. There might be something interesting that we look at here together in about 10 minutes. So, so go ahead and open it up and take a look at your Bible there. We're in Luke chapter 10. And uh, the New Testament begins Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So that's how you can find it. We're about two-thirds of the way into the Bible. That's how you can find the book of Luke. And chapter 10 begins with this phrase, after this, da 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 da, da. And then that's the, that's the event, the story that we're going to look at today. But whenever the Bible says, after this, it can be helpful. It is helpful to say, what is the this? Let's look back and kind of see what is the context of this story. What's going on here? In general, there's a movement for Jesus and his disciples through the gospel story. There's a movement from the north to the south. Last week, we looked at a story of Jesus in Capernaum, which is in the north in the area of Galilee, around the Sea of Galilee. That's where Jesus grew up. That's where he identified his disciples. That's where he did the Sermon on the Mount. That's where he got started. And as as his story progressed over the three years, there was this movement south towards Judea, towards Jerusalem. And as that movement happens, things get hotter. Things heat up in Jesus' experience because he gets closer to the Roman authorities, closer to the Jewish authorities, who eventually uh, um, crucify him on a cross. And so what, we, what we're doing right now, this after this, is this movement from the north moving down uh, towards Jerusalem in the south. Let me just read uh, real quick an encounter in, uh, that kind of paints this picture in chapter 9, right prior to what we're going to look at in chapter 10, chapter 9, uh, verse 51 says, As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. So that's that movement from the north to the south. And he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. And there was a lot of tension between the Jewish people and the Samaritans. Now, uh, I can't read this next verse without laughing. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? I love the Bible. I, lo I love these disciples. Here we got James and John who are referred to by Jesus as the sons of thunder. They're in Samaria and they're not welcomed in Samaria. And so they look at Jesus and say, you want us to take them out? 
church. I mean, this is not like the disciples. This is the mafia here. They're just, they're looking at Jesus. We'll call fire down from heaven and wipe them all out. Okay, what do we do next? Can you imagine what would Jesus' response in that situation be? Just kind of, have you been listening to anything that I've been saying? Have you been paying attention at all? Did you take any notes when I did that sermon, you know, on the mount just a little while ago about loving one another? I mean, it's just the whole thing was getting hotter as they were moving south. It was hot in Samaria. It was heating up. And so there's this movement for Jesus to go uh, from the north uh, closer to Jerusalem. And then our story begins. Our event begins in verse 1 of chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. So what we have here is that as Jesus is moving towards Jerusalem... He has a message to share. He has a life-changing message. It's the good news. That's what the word gospel means. Jesus is saying, I have come to bring good news for all people. And so Jesus doesn't want this this news, this greatest news ever, to be limited to the 12, to be limited to to the 72. Jesus wants more and more people to have access to this news. And so what what Jesus has, he has a growing interest in the church. He has a growing interest in people becoming followers of what was referred to often in Scripture as the way, of understanding who Jesus was and how Jesus is a pathway towards reconciliation with God. What's essential for us to understand with this is that your spiritual journey is not about you going deeper and deeper and deeper, and deeper, and deeper with God. And that the deeper you go, that that, that's all it's about. It's about how deep you can go with God. It's not about that. It is always from the very beginning, it is about how we, as we're growing in our relationship with Christ, how we are having an impact and inviting others and having... Uh, sharing the message with those who are around us. And we do that in so many different ways. And just in, in, in what way is God wanting to use you to have an impact on other people? Jesus has a growing interest in the church. And let me be clear about something. This is not about increasing numbers for Mountain Park Church. That's, that's not what it is at all. It's about increasing those who uh, do not yet... Uh, know about who Jesus is. Because it's not about numbers, it's about people. Every number is a story. It's a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a brother or sister, and that person has an impact on so many people underneath them. It's never about numbers, it's always about people. And Jesus has a growing interest in more and more people learning this good news. So, Jesus has a growing interest in the church. And then secondly, what I want to spend the rest of our time with is that we as a church can't reach our full potential without you. That we as a church, we can't do what God is inviting and calling and inspiring us to do without you. You play an essential role in the effectiveness of Mountain Park. We have this... uh, 
theme for this year, which is something new, that there's a lot of new things that we as a church are going to be experiencing in 2017. We've already talked about a number of them. We have some new staff. We're going to get some new language around our strategy, and we've got a new logo that we are excited about sharing with you. We're going to have a new building, new location, new blah, blah, blah. I mean, lots of something news that we are experiencing as a church. In addition to that, what we see in Scripture is that there are many times where God invites us into something new throughout the Old Testament and New Testament that there are, there are moments where, where God is saying, I want to do something new in you. I want to, uh, my, my transformation in and through you is that, is that you, it's not just about the church changing, it's about you changing. And as a result, it impacts the community. It is absolutely an invitation towards you uh, being uh, 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 transformed. And so our something new this week is a new opportunity. Our something new this week is that we would uh, not just look at this idea of, of jumping in and getting involved with what's happening in the church um, as, as, a, uh, as being a volunteer, but that you would see this as a new opportunity, as an opportunity to be a part of what God is doing here at, uh, here, at, here at Mountain Park. So once again, after this, the Lord, verse 1, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was to go. What happens with, the, with these 72 is they make a transition from watching and listening and they probably didn't take very good notes because of what we see in chapter 9, but they were watching and listening and observing, and there's this transition now from that to doing something. There's this transition where Jesus says, okay, now that you, you, you have learned some, you are ready to go out and make an impact uh, on the lives of, of others. And so there's this transition from watching to doing, and it's, a, it's, an, it's, a, it's an essential uh, journey. It's an essential uh, uh, transition that God is inviting us to make a difference, to have an impact on the world around you, that you have a, a role to play. And that's the opportunity that every one of us has. Sometimes we use this phrase of, of opportunity knocks. And I'm not sure it works out that way. I don't think we're sitting watching TV and then there's a knock on the door because opportunity is pursuing you and hoping that you're going to be home and available. That instead, opportunity is something we need to go out the door and, and find and check out. That it's available to us all the time outside that door. Opportunity is available and we need to go. We don't just sit and wait for it to come to us. We go, we go, and we check it out. The Christian version of this is to say, I'm waiting for the Lord to reveal how he would like to use me. And so that's my excuse for not doing anything. That's the Christian version of it, and it can sound so spiritual. But the, but the disciples here, this is a moment where, the, where it's, it's go time. It's go time. It's, you know, we can prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare. It's, it's ready, fire, aim sometimes in terms, of, uh, in terms of being used by God. We prepare, and then there is a time where we say, it's, it's go time. It's go time. This transitions from just uh, looking to doing. So let's take a look at their experience. Let's take a look at what happens with these 72 now, first of all, there's uh, this here, verse 1, says that there were 72 disciples. Does anyone in your Bible in front of you have 
a different number, have something in that verse that says something other than what I read. Anybody? Yes. What is it? 70. You're wrong. I don't know what Bible you're using. No. This is interesting here. This is, now thank you for sharing that. I don't want to, you know, chastise you for opening your mouth. That's awesome. This is an interesting verse. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. Uh, uh, there's a discrepancy in terms of whether it should say 70 or 72. Let me just remind you that there isn't one original Bible that we all get our translations from. Just, just as a reminder that the original manuscripts, the original letters, the original gospel, gospels that were written, we don't have access to those. What we have access to are many different copies and versions of these letters and of these gospels. Many different versions. I mean, many different copies of them. So it's not like we're, there's, there's some guesswork, but there's so much consistency and, uh, and uh, confidence that we can have in the scripture that we have set before us. But there are times where the scholars over the years uh, can't f- quite figure it out. So literally, half of the manuscripts from Luke chapter 10, 1 say 70, and half of the manuscripts of Luke chapter 10, verse 1 say 72. <gasps> Somebody's wrong. And so, here, so we have half of our translations that say 70, and some say 72. And some people really struggle with that. Some people wrestle with that. Some people say, you know what? That's just evidence that the, you can't trust the Bible, that the Bible's just not true. If, if that's, if we, don't, we don't know that, then how can we know that God created the heavens and the earth? A little bit of a jump, but I think some people can, can, might say that or might say, how can we then know that Jesus is God? Yes, Jesus existed and yes, he was crucified, but how can we know that Jesus is God. How can we base our theology around a, a collection of words that isn't um, uh, that, that may have some discrepancies? Some people struggle with that. For me, what is helpful is the difference between the Bible being inerrant and the Bible being infallible. So just kind of see how you feel about this. That Inerrancy is about there being no mistakes. There's absolutely no errors in the Bible. And uh, I think that there are errors that have been found in, in, in the Bible, that it was written by humans and it was translated and we have multiple different, uh, we have 70 over here and we have 72 over here and where does this land? And so I don't think that the Bible is inerrant. I think that the Bible is infallible. Uh, for me, what, what that is is that, it, it's, uh, that the Bible is not false that there is no mark, no moment, no spot in the Bible that is, that is inconsistent with the character and the direction that God has for humanity. There isn't, God has protected his word and it is infallible. It will not steer us in the wrong direction. So there can be some discrepancies and we can talk about it, but we can trust the word because it is infallible. Now, another way of looking at this is by using a phrase that my friend Jim Cooper uses. Many of you know Jim Cooper. He oversees our men's ministry here as well as a number of other uh, things that he leads here. He's on the board, etc. He uses a phrase that I've never heard anyone use before, and I've heard him use it a few times. He says that sometimes we trip on turds. 
And I love that phrase. It's this idea of why do, we, why do we make such a big deal out of some things that are really not that big of a deal? We're tripping on turds here. That there's, there's so many big deal things that we can be focusing on. Let's not trip on turds. Now, hopefully you can agree with me that, that that's a great phrase. And since that came from the leader of our men's ministry, that we're in great shape around here. We are, our leadership is in great shape around here. Let's not trip on turds. Because 70, 72, I'm not sure. But what I think matters is what happens later on in, this, in, this, in verse 1. They were sent out two by two. So the, the real mistake in this is if they said 71, if they averaged it and said 71. Because <laughs> then somebody's left out, okay? This, this is the real point here is that they went out two by two. They went out together. In the chapter before that, Jesus up in Galilee, he sends the 12 disciples. He sends them out two by two. After Jesus ascends into heaven and the the early church starts, Paul goes out with Barnabas. Then Paul goes out with Silas. They go out together. That a cord of two strands is much stronger We see this in the book of Ecclesiastes, that when somebody falls, it's great to have somebody else there to pick them up. We go two by two. That if somebody is inspired or excited about something, they can bring somebody along and inspire somebody else. We go two by two. What we're talking about today is your invitation to jump in with some kind of ministry here at Mountain Park, to get involved, to give it a shot, to give it a try, and you don't have to do it alone. Grab the person next to you who say, no, no, no. Just grab them. You go two by two and you check it out and you see how God may want to use you together. You don't, you don't have to do this alone. And if you're new or, or you don't know people here yet, um, jump in on the thing I'm going to invite you to here at the end. Jump in and then, and then hopefully you'll meet somebody that you can be a two-by-two two with on the next journey. Maybe you jump in in some area and you realize this isn't a great fit for you. Then you jump in two-by-two two in an area that may actually become a great fit by, uh, uh, with you. You don't have to do this alone. We go two-by-two. Two. We go two-by-two. Two. We go three, four, whatever. We go. We do this together. We find a friend and we do this together. Jesus then says as part of this event, this story with the 72 He says uh, this uh, verse 2, which is probably the most known out of this story. He says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, oftentimes when we look at that, we connect it with evangelism, with the idea of going out and telling people about Jesus, which absolutely makes sense because that's what the 72 disciples, or 72, went out to do. Completely makes sense. But I think there's no reason to disconnect that phrase with the entire mission of the church. In other words, all that the church is, is supposed to be, all that the church is supposed to, to have a, an impact in the community and around the world with, that that phrase applies to the entire mission of the church that the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. Not just for the invitation of new people, but also for the development and the growth of all involved. So let me just ask you, how do you feel about the harvest? How do, you, do you feel like the harvest is plentiful? Do you feel like there is a need for you to get involved? 
You could, you could look at Mountain Park and just say, this church has a good staff, some reasonably competent ones, some really great ones. And you could look at all that and say, you know, I, I dropped my kids off in children's ministry and they seem to have everything ready to go and everything seems to be running great. They don't have a need for me. You could perhaps look at Mountain Park and think that, but you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong in assuming that, that our church would not be stronger with you. You could look even, even at our finances and say, well, they, they don't need me. I mean, look at this beautiful facility. You drive by the new place on uh, the corner of 202 and I-10. Every time I drive by there, I have to take a look at it. And it's so exciting just to see what God's doing. I believe you know, a lot of prayers are pouring out for that place. And God's going to do amazing, beautiful things. And maybe it's possible for you to look at that and just think, well, they, they don't need my $100. They don't need my $1,000. You could look at, at our church and just think there must be a cash cow somewhere who's just kind of taking care of that, and when there's a need, we just call some number up, and then it's taken care of. You could think that, but you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong that we, we still are under our potential, both in terms of our, um, our opportunities as a church to, to serve one another and serve our community, and in terms of our finances, that we are still under the potential of what we could be here in this community, here at this place, at this time. Mountain Park needs you. We are stronger with you. Harvest is plentiful. The workers are few, Jesus says. The workers are few. That um, we have tremendous volunteers here. I mean, we have some of the, mo- some of the greatest people with the greatest hearts that I've ever seen in, in, uh, in all the years I've done ministry. Just tremendous volunteers that I'm so thankful for. But the workers are still few. It's still 20% of the people who do 80% of the work. Uh, we, we're doing a, a, a tally, a total of, of the, the, the needs for, for roles uh, here in our church to, to fully thrive in our ministries as we look towards the future and plans for the new, uh, new facility, etc. And just asking the different ministry areas for some quick numbers. In children's ministry, there were 60 open roles just in children's ministry that they would love to have people jump in and, and have a significant role there. 22 available roles in student ministry, 34 available roles in terms of hospitality, 30 available roles in terms of creative arts and using your um, uh, creative ability to, you don't have to sing to be involved with creative arts, photography in a number of different ways that you could team up with other creative people. And as we go into new technology that we're going to be using in the new facility, that you could be a part of a great team that does some pretty fun and exciting stuff. That there's, there's, there are lots of opportunities. Your church needs you. You have something significant to bring here. We have, we have over 200 regular, consistent, tremendous volunteers who help make things happen. Well over 200. But, but the list, as we kind of look at it, what we would ideally like to move towards up, is up more towards the 400 zone. There is, there is, there is room. <laughs> there is room for you. There's a space for you. The harvest is plentiful. And the workers are few. Now, I'm not saying that because Mountain Park is, is desperate. 
By no means. That's, that's not the point here. I'm certainly not saying that I want you to feel obligated to do any, anything like that. Serving under obligation just, just doesn't, it's just not right. It just doesn't feel right. What I'm just trying to do is stir up this, the beauty of the, the picture that Jesus is presenting here is how much, how, how passionate are you about the harvest? How passionate are you about having an impact on families? about being a part of something for a year, for two years, and then seeing how your involvement, your time, is impacting other people who would not have been impacted without you. How passionate are you about the harvest? Do you have a growing interest in the church, in the bride of Christ, and how God wants to use it to make an impact here in the community? So Jesus sends out the 72. He sends them out, 70 or 72. He sends them out two by two. And what they do is they go into all the towns, they go into the homes, they go to a number of different places and they say, peace be to you. Peace to your house. Peace be to you. And so there is this thing of, of going out and saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm not asking anything from you. I, I am coming, I want to have an influence and an impact on you because I want something great for you. I don't want something from you. I want to give you, I want peace to be for you and your home. And that's, that's what they're out to do. And if they go out and they're received well, if it's a good fit in that moment, then they'll stay and they'll have fellowship and they'll develop a relationship and they'll see how that goes. If, however, they go out and they're not received well, if it's not a right fit, so here I'm, I'm talking about your efforts to jump in and be involved somewhere. If it's not a right fit, then you just wipe the dust off your feet and just kind of say peace to you, and, and then you move on and you try something else. You, you don't give up. You just kind of transition, uh, transition the stuff and you move on to something else. Peace to you, peace to you. We can do this together. And that's, that's how they do. These 72 go out, and then look what happens when they come back. Jump down to verse 17. The 72 returned, after doing what I just walked out, what I just said, with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. To which you might say, oh, there they go, talking about demons. Bah! That I'm okay with the church until they start talking about demons and a devil and all this spiritual warfare stuff. And, you know, that, that, that might not be where you are. That might not be your, kind of your theological understanding. That might be kind of a speed bump for you. But it, it, it doesn't mean it's not real. And there is such consistency throughout Scripture, throughout the words of Jesus, that there is an unseen battle going on. There are spiritual entities that despise you. Not everything that is unseen, that is, that is in, the, in the created world, is on your side there is an enemy, there is an adversary that wants to take you out, that does not want you to play a significant role in God's story. That's, that's important for us to know and understand and remember. If perhaps you're not kind of in agreement with that or that's kind of a little bit of a jump for you, at least embrace the emotion of these 72 when they returned. It says very clearly in here, the 72 came back with joy. Basically, they said, Jesus, we did what you said. We did what you invited us into, and we had a blast. This is very important for us around here. 
We have, as part of our personality, we say we want to be fun yet intentional. This is very important for us. It's very important for me, for us in leadership, for our staff, etc., that we enjoy what we're doing. And it's very important for us as we invite you and serve with you that you enjoy what you're doing as well. So that after a period of time, we would come back and we would say, okay, that was fun. We had a blast. Not every day, not every moment is a blast, but that we would in general say, say, we've jumped in and it was fun. There was joy that was experienced with that. We want that for you. I want that for myself. I want that for my family. We want it to be fun. Our, your staff, uh, this week, we uh, put a little video together to kind of paint a little bit of picture about how fun it might be to jump in. So check this out. How can you not like uh, Van Halen Jump? I mean, how can you not like that song? Uh, it's classic 80s rock. Uh, for those of you who are, you know, familiar with it, there's the, the section there. It says, oh, hey, you, who said that? Baby, how you been? Now, that's good songwriting right there. <laughs> Somebody was thinking when they put that together. That's good stuff. It's, transformational stuff there, but, but, uh, but despite that, we, we really want to invite you to, to jump in and, and, and experience something great. We're, we are, we're not trying to twist your arm. Hopefully that you'll see this as, as a new opportunity, that we want to just paint a picture that, that Jesus has a growing interest in the church and that we can't be who we could potentially be without you. And so the idea is we, we want to invite you to jump in to find an area that would be a good fit for you to check this out. Now, some of you, I know I'm looking out, you're already very involved. I'm not talking about you. Just please be encouraged. Please know that we are so thankful for your uh, uh, offering here and your serving with us. And I hope, hope you're having a blast. But for those of you who have not jumped in yet, we, we want to encourage you to do that. And here's how, here's how it's going to work. On the way in... Um, you receive this little card, and on one side of the card, it has a list of six different ministry areas here as a church. Connect, First Touch, Creative Arts, Generational, which is students and children, Operations and Facilities, plus a little description of each of those so you can kind of get a, a sample of that. Leaving the auditorium here today, uh, we, are gonna, we have set up for a half an hour experience for you to check out two of these things from this list of six. What that means is you can go out and have a 15-minute introduction to one of these areas just to learn a little bit about it, and then you can go to another area and have another 15-minute introduction, 15 introduction to a second area. 
So you can uh, go out, for example, you can go out to uh, room 204, which is the, the prayer room as you head out the doors and go outside, the last room over on this side. Room 204, you can do creative arts, which is a number of different uh, creative ways. You might not even imagine that you could team up with us based on your creativity, but maybe, maybe we can. You come and just kind of check it out. Um, uh, and for, do that for 15 minutes from 11.35 to 11.50. Then at 11.55, you could go out to the back patio to the generational uh, group that's meeting out there with Jan to talk about children's ministry and student ministry, which is not just about uh, taking care of kids. There are, there are a number of different ways that you can serve in those areas and have an impact on generations to come. You can check out two of these different things and uh, the tremendous volunteers in children's ministry, will take care of your kids for the half hour. So don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about that. We'll just go ahead and leave them on, uh, in there if you want to participate in the half hour thing. That doesn't mean you can go get a cup of coffee at Starbucks and then you know, get your kids later. That's for the purpose of you jumping in, checking this out. You're under no obligation to do anything, uh, to sign up for anything. This is just go explore and be inspired and see how God may want to invite you into something new something beautiful. All right, the band's going to come out, lead us in one final song, and then after that, we're going to send you off to jump in and see what that might look like. If you have any questions, there are folks in the lobby with blue shirts that say jump in. You can ask them. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I am uh, so thankful. I've been reminded this week of the many um, people who have served in the churches that I was a part of when I was kind of stumbling in and trying to figure out who you are and what your story is. God, I'm so thankful for those who, who jumped in many years ago and faithfully served so that, so that my life could be impacted and that then I, I could have an impact on my kids and on other people. God, it's, it's just a beautiful uh, invitation. It's just a beautiful journey that you invite us on. God, I'm also so thankful for the amazing volunteers who are part of this place that we are nothing without those who give of their time and their resources so that we can have an impact here in this community. Father, I'm so thankful to be a part of that. And God, I pray for any here in this room who perhaps have not yet jumped in. God, that they would be inspired today to not just sit on the sidelines and watch other people enjoy serving, but that they would know with clarity that that's, that's an invitation for them. God, for each and every one of us, because you have a role for us to play in your story. So God, I pray that you would align the right people to go to the right uh, areas and learn something and that you would be glorified because of all of it. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.